This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. Well, this is Healing Sunday. Glory to God. And, you know, uh, I, I, I minister on healing the first Sunday of every month because I really believe that the enemy wants to take away our health. Amen? And, you know, we're really the healthy and the enemy's trying to make us sick. We're not the sick trying to get healthy. We're the, we're the healed and the enemy's trying to make us sick. And so uh, the title of this sermon is Called to be Healed. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been on a, on a message series on gifts and callings. And I've been talking about that, that, that God has placed giftings and callings on each one of us. And that, that he, God wants us walking in those callings and the giftings that he has placed on our lives. And uh, our foundational scripture on that, because I'm merging my series with the healings message this morning. And so Romans 11.29, the Amplified, says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, for he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. I love that. So, so we, we see this, that Paul got the revelation that God gives every person in the body of Christ gifts and callings. Amen. Say I'm called. Oh, amen. You guys are on it today. Amen. I'm called. And see, and, and God has also given us gifts. Amen. And so, and so he wants us walking in the giftings and callings of God. And I believe this, that when Jesus paid the price for, for us to have forgiveness, amen, we have forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. That's what gives us peace and gives us access to God. But also we have other gifts that God has given us as well. More than just gifts that we walk in to, to build the body of Christ, which is good. But God has given us the grace gift of healing. Amen. Can I get an amen? And so we need to get a revelation of this that, 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 that God... Uh, paid the price through his son Jesus so that we can not only get healed, but go a step further and walk in divine health. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm getting there. Anybody getting there? And, uh, you know, I, every summer I used to deal with allergies. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But you know what? Every summer it's getting better and better for Pastor Dave. Amen. Why? Because I, I'm, I'm speaking the word every day. I'm believing that God's word is working. And God makes, you know, God, the Bible says God watches over his word. Amen. God watches over his word to perform it. Amen. So we got to believe that. So, so listen, God's called us into fellowship with himself. We're called into fellowship how do we fellowship with the God through his word and through prayer? So God calls us to fellowship. He calls us to discipleship. And that means that God wants us to grow in him. How do we do that? We submit to a local church. We, we, we come together in a local church and we submit under a, a pastor that's called, amen, to watch after your souls. You know, I'm here to pray for you and to pray and to watch over your souls. Why do, why do we need pastors? Why do we need people uh, uh, over us in, in, in the body of Christ? Because the devil's out here and he's out here to steal, kill and to destroy. And we need divine protection. So God's will is for us to grow and for us to be in the local church so that we can walk out his calling in our life. Amen. And so that's the reason why we come to church. We come to church to, 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 to receive the word of God, but we come also to give. Amen. See, when you worship God, uh, in a sense... You're giving something to God, 
but you also receiving something from God. Amen. Amen. It's called giving and receiving. And it's, it's not just, you know, a lot of times when we come in this walk and we think about, okay, what am I going to get out of this? Right? We come into this, what am I going to get out of this? But it's more than just us getting something out of this. It's, it's us giving and receiving. As we give our worship, as we give our praise, as we honor God, as we honor the church. How do you do that? By coming to church, amen. By being part of the local body. But your presence makes a difference. Amen. Because, see, there's a corporate anointing. There's, there's a, a corporate power when we come together. And God can move corporately and really bless us much more when we're together. Glory to God. Somebody say it's, it's better together. Amen. So, so discipleship. So, so really, when we're, in the, when, we're, when we're seeking God's calling in our life, we got to be in his will. Amen. So he, his will is for everyone to have a local church and to be involved. Amen. And, and number three, this is, this is great. He's called us. Amen. He's called us for fellowship and he's called us for discipleship and he's called us for rulership. Now I'm talking. In other words, God wants us to rule and reign. I'm going to say that again. God wants us to rule and reign in our domain. I like that. That sounds good. In other words, God, does, God want, he doesn't want anything uh, uh, controlling us. He doesn't want any, God doesn't want anything um, manipulating us or, or, or um, hindering us. No, no. God wants us to reign in our domain. And so we got to get a revelation that Jesus paid the price for us to rule and reign with him. Amen. In other words, we're co-heirs with Jesus. And I think sometimes when we're dealing with sickness and and we're under uh, an attack physically or we're dealing with issues, sometimes we're praying. We come we we get into a place and Lord, please heal me, please heal me, please heal me. And and we don't need to we don't need to pray like that. Amen. We don't we're not beggars. You don't beg you, you don't beg God for something he has already given you. Amen. It would be like me giving you twenty dollars. Uh, you say I, I need twenty dollars, and I here it is, and I'm holding it out. And you say, please, can you give me twenty dollars? I need twenty dollars, and I'm holding the twenty dollars out. And I'm here it is. All you gotta do is take it. Amen. And so, so a lot of times we, we it's there, but we just need to receive it. Say receive it. So, so God is calling us to rule. And reign in our domain. Amen. Let's look at something that's really good because I think we forget this and we think that for some reason, you know, with this pandemic and with with the virus, I think that the enemy's trying to put a lot of people in fear, even Christians. And I'm going to say this, that that the enemy cannot come, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And as long as you're putting your trust and faith in God, you're protected. I believe that. I believe I'm protected. Look at Psalms 91. This is really powerful. And in Psalms 91, verse 10, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, but see, there's, there's, the scriptures will reveal God's heart to us. And, and, and we reveal the promises that we need to stand on. And, and the problem is the reason why some of us might be walking in some fear and not walking in the boldness of faith is because we might be lacking word. In other words, we may be lacking the truth of God's word. In other words, we need to be hearing God's word more than we were hearing the word of the devil. We need to be hearing the good news than the local news. Amen. We need to be focused more on God's word than the, than the word of the so-called experts. Amen. And so we got to focus on that. So I love, I love this. I love Psalms 91. 
And look at this. This is very powerful. It says here in Psalms 91, 10 through 16, because what I'm trying to do this morning is I'm trying to embolden your faith. I'm trying to get you in a place where you're walking so bold in your faith that no fear can come near you. And the enemy's trying to keep the church in fear. Keep us from moving out into the destiny that God has called us to move out into. Now look at this. It says here in 91.10, it says, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. I love that. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So we see here in Psalm 91 is a divine protection psalm. And it's saying here that no evil shall befall us. Amen. Nor shall any plague come near our dwelling. Now, what we have to do is we have to learn to activate the word of God in our lives. And you say, Pastor, how do you activate the word of God in your life? Uh, I I read my Bible. Yeah, but are you speaking it out? When the enemy says, you're going to catch something. Or when the devil says, you better be careful, you don't know. You know, no, 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 no plague shall come near your dwelling. Amen. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying? You've got to start, you've got to start speaking the word when fear, the enemy works in fear and he will whisper in our ears. And he will say things, but you better, you better shout something back. The devil whispers, but, but saints shout. What do I mean by that? In other words, you know, well, when, when Jericho, the, the most impregnable city, you know, the, 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 that, uh, that uh, Israel had to overtake, God, God chose the, the, the toughest city, the one that was wall, walled up, right? It was very fortified. What they did was they shouted. And sometimes you need to shout louder than what the whispers of the enemy is trying to do in our lives. Sometimes we need to start shouting God's word. And when we shout God's word, amen, the walls of resistance will come down. Amen. You believe that today? So we see here that it says here that no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall, I love this, he shall give his angels charge over you. Do you know that you have an angel that watches over you? Do you know that? Has anybody ever been in a car accident in here? Amen. Anybody ever? I've been in, I've been in a few car accidents. Amen. And, uh, and you know what? I know that it was God protecting me. There was an angel. You, you have an, an angel assigned to you. Do you believe that today? And as long as we're walking right with God, amen, that we're not doing things that are uh, outside of God's will, Amen. And that we're not irritating our angels. <laughs> our angel. Amen. Uh, as long as we're not out there doing crazy stuff. That even if we are doing some crazy stuff, our angel's still there. There is a, there is a, a grace period. But, but, uh, but, but God has his angels watching over us and protecting us. Somebody say, I believe that. I believe that. So, so we have, we, we have angelic protection. You got to believe that. And so when we stand on God's word, God gives us angelic protection. Now, I love this because um, this is something that we have to do. We have to take authority. And, and our part, God's part, is that he protects us. Amen. And our part, it says here. In verse 16, you shall tread upon a lion and the cobra, the, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. So, so God is saying to us Christians that we have the authority and the responsibility to tread over scorpions and serpents. We have authority over the works of the evil one. In other words, you're, you're not helpless. You're not, you're not a help. No, no, you have, somebody say, I have authority. And we got to get a revelation that we have authority. And then the enemy, I'm telling you, the enemy will work at you. And, and look at this, 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 uh, last verse in 91. It says, I will, uh, uh, let's see, because he has set his love upon me, 
Therefore, I will deliver him. You know, we need to set our love on God. I will set him high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And I love this part right here at the end. Psalms 91. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So listen, listen. You're not going to die out of your time. I'm going to say it again. No, no, no. As long as you're, you're walking with God, as long as you're staying in his will, amen, as long as you're keeping your heart right, amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? You're walking in love. I'm telling you, long life, he will satisfy you. Glory to God. I I see some people out here. Some of you are a little older than me. Glory to God. And some of you, you know, Larry out here, and he's still a young buck, but he's a little older than me. And uh, but uh, but he's been walking. I'm sure he's been walking with God for many, many, many years. And uh, and and God's keeping him. Are you here? What I'm saying? God can keep us. God can divinely protect us. He, in other words, uh, we're, our, our life is going to be a long, good, fruitful, prosperous life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So with long life, so, so when the enemy tries to whisper in your ear, oh, you could die. You could catch something. You could die early. Even if, even if you did catch something, you'd, die, you'd be in heaven earlier. I don't think that would be a bad situation. <laughs> because death is only a transition. A physical death is transition into heaven, right? And if you don't fear death, then you don't fear anything. I'm going to say that again. If you don't fear death, you won't fear anything. You won't fear what people say about you. Okay, now I'm talking. Not, you, may, you won't fear not getting any likes on, you know, oh, what if people don't like what I say on Facebook? You won't fear that kind of stuff. Amen. Why? Because if you fear God, it, people's opinions don't matter. If you fear God, then you're in that secret place of the most high and God's divine protection is over you. And he's watching over you in all your ways. You believe that today? Amen. Say, I believe that. Amen. Amen. I like Luke 10, 19. It says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I love that. So we see here that Jesus actually said this to his disciples when he sent his disciples out and they were and they were praying for people and people were being healed and delivered. And they were praying for people in Jesus's name. And Jesus said, behold, I give you power. I give you authority. See, 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 we have power in Jesus's name. We got to take that power and do something with it. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says this way. Who, who, uh, who did rescue us from the authority of darkness and did translate us into the reign of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. So, so, so what, what did God do when he saved us? He translated us out of the kingdom of darkness. In other words, the devil's not your father any longer. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, you have a heavenly father full of love and mercy. And when we're translated, yes, I did say it. The devil's not your father. Because if you don't have Jesus in your life and you haven't received Christ, you're in that camp. And you're in the camp of the loss. And if you're in that camp, the only way you're going to get out of that camp and, and get out from under uh, the, the tyranny of the devil, that he has some power over people. But he doesn't have power over born again people. He, his, the devil's power is limited over born again people. He might have some power over unsaved people, but he is very limited over born again people. See, see, the devil's behind all the bad things that are happening. You got to get a revelation of that. You, you got, you got to believe that the, the devil's behind. He's behind false religions. He, he, he's behind, the devil's behind deception. 
See, the devil will try to make things sound very logical and right, even though they could be totally wrong. I'm going to say it again. The devil will try to make things sound logical and right, even though it may not be right. Amen. And so the devil is the master of deception. And we got to be very careful where we're getting our information. Amen. And wrong information can hurt us. Amen. And we got to make sure that we're getting really biblical information instead of just natural information. I, I really believe when the natural and the supernatural comes together, it makes an explosive force for God. There is a natural side of life. I'm not discounting that. But there is also a supernatural side of life. And we need to be walking in it. And if you get too over on the natural and you get way too much over on the natural, then you're not going to be believing in the supernatural of God. And you're going to be and you're going to be um, intellectualizing everything as you walk with God. But 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 as you walk over in the supernatural, in the supernatural, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So so we're not governed by just natural science. We're governed by spiritual knowledge. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, yes, yes, there's viruses out here. You know, I was thinking about that. You know, I I go to the gym. As you, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I go to the gym and and I work out. And uh, every time I go there, every time, my, uh, they have to take my temperature. I'm like, okay, take my temperature, you know. And then they asked me, do you feel sick? Do you, ca- do, you feel- <laughs> do you have anything? And I'm thinking this. They're asking me this, but can I, can I get normal sick or is it all corona? Can I get a regular cold? Or if I do get a cough, is that corona too? Have you ever thought about that? Why is everything under corona? You got a stomachache, corona. You got a pain in your foot, Corona. You, you, your, your baby finger hurts, Corona. Do you have any symptoms? Can, I, I'm just wondering, can you just have a? Can you just have some allergies? Well, I sneezed a couple times. You can't come in. Do you understand? They're trying to put everything under this coronavirus like it's some big, scary thing. I understand. I'm not discounting the fact that people are dying from that. But people are dying from the flu every year, too. People are dying from heart disease. People are dying from from lung cancer. People are dying from many things. There's people are dying. But not but but if we're walking in. God's will. And we understand that we have divine protection. We're not in the camp of darkness. We're in the camp of light. And we have divine protection. And we're going to live out our life. Long life. I believe that. With long life I will satisfy you. And show you my salvation. I'm telling you. It's a shoe in. I have angels protecting me. So, so we have to, we have to kind of, we got to figure out because sometimes we're, we're vacillating between the natural and the, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but listen, listen, God's with you. You know, like I believe this and, you know, I believe that we're in the last days. How many people believe that? I believe we're in the last days and I believe this. How many people believe that Jesus is coming back to pick us up before the seven year tribulation? How many people believe that? And some people believe we're going through the tribulation. Some people think that we're in it right now. I, we're, barely, we're not in it. You read the book of Revelation. We're not in, but we're in the last days. Amen. And, uh, and so I believe that Jesus is coming back before the seven year, you know, the mark of the beast and all that. And a third of the world's going to die. And there's a lot of, you know, the third of the world is a lot of people, Right. And so, and so I, 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 I believe that Jesus come back for, for those that are ready and expectant and believing. It's called the blessed hope. But even if I'm wrong, even if I'm wrong and we have to go through a trial, God's going to be with me in it. And if God's with me, I, it doesn't matter how bad it is. I'm going to be walking with a shield of protection around me. 
And you know what? If, if, if for some reason the food shortage is there, somebody's going to bring Pastor David some food. We had a lady come in here, uh, one of the ladies that come here. She said, Pastor, I just felt led to buy 70. It's like food that you can mix water in and make food. Uh, it's like a bucket of 70 mils. And she said, I'm just bringing it it's back there at the church. So if we ever get hungry, it get, we'll be able to feed you. Water mills. And I said, praise God. God is watching after me. He's over. I mean, even, you know, even if you, you know, we bought a cherry tree. Yen and I bought a cherry tree. And, and we, we want to grow cherries. And people like cherries. And, uh, but for some reason, the beetles keep eating my leaves. The beetles like my cherry tree. And that tree looks dead. But, you know, even this week, uh, Linda came in. And it was like God was saying, don't worry about the cherry tree. She, she, she brought some cherries in, gave us two big bags of cherries. In other words, don't worry about what the devil's trying to steal from you on your tree. I got you. Amen. You know what I'm saying? In other words, God got you. No matter what he's trying to, whatever the enemy's trying to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? God has you in the palm of his hand. You got, you got to learn to start resting in the Lord. Oh, man, that's what... See, what it is, the enemy is trying to get us all uptight, get us all fearful. No, 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 listen, Jesus is seated in heavenly places, right? But so are we. And when you think about this, that Jesus, when he paid the price, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says that as we were raised up with Christ also, and that we're seated in heavenly places. And, 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 And to think about a place being seated means that... You're in a rest. You're resting. Amen. And so, in other words, God wants us to be rested. He doesn't want us to be fearful. He doesn't want us to be focused on what ifs. There's a lot of what ifs out there. Amen. There's a lot of what ifs. But God is with us. And even if I have to go through the seven years, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to come out good. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But I know... That Jesus is coming back. Because he doesn't want to come back for a beat up bride. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so, so look at 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. It says, but if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine Unto them, so we see here that it says that if the gospel is hid, it's it's hidden from the people that are lost, and it says whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So, so here this scripture is really saying that that the devil is actually he's running the news networks, he's running the TV networks, he's running the movies, most of the movies, amen. Now, there are some Christian people that are on TV and all that, and God is involved in it, too. But the enemy's working this world system. So he's the the God of this world system. We have to understand that. But even though he is, in a sense, you know, he had power. You know, you know, Satan had power in heaven. He was called Lucifer. He the Bible says he was the anointed cherub. But you know, Satan has, has, you know, I got this revelation last night. Satan has been dethroned twice. You know, Satan has been dethroned twice. First, he was dethroned in heaven when he said, I'm going to exalt myself above God, right? And then we know that, that Jesus said, I, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Remember that? And uh, in Luke 10, 18. And so he was dethroned uh, from heaven. Now he came down here. He usurped his authority over Adam and Eve. Now he became a ruler and of mankind, right? You know, he, he, was, he had some power in heaven. Now he has some power down here. But the Bible actually says that, that uh, in Colossians 2.15, uh, that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So, so when Jesus came, he wanted to enforce uh, the devil's defeat. When he came down here, he came set, uh, setting the captives free, casting out devils and healing people. 
He was, you know, even the demons came to Jesus one time. This one demon came to Jesus and said, uh, it's not fair. Basically, he said, I, I'm modern vernacular. Uh, it's not fair. You, uh, you know, did you come to torment us before the time? In other words, he was saying, you are using, you're using uh, uh, God's power to cast us out, to heal the, the people. You're, 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 you're walking like God down here. No, Jesus was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, and it was the anointing of the Holy He yielded to the Father, and he wasn't walking in his godhood when he came down here. He was walking as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, doing the works of God. Why did he do it this way? Because it would have been illegal for Jesus to come down here in all his deity. So he had to be like a man. Why did he do it this way? So he could train us to be just like him. So he can train us to, to rule our domain. So he can train us to, 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 to command the enemy to get out of our life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He, he, he came and we're anointed. Say I'm anointed. Somebody say, I'm appointed to wreck the devil's life. See, see, when you wake up, you shouldn't be afraid of what the devil can do to you. I, I think the devil should be afraid of what you can do to him. Am I, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Because you know what? The devil's whole much, he's much more scared of you than you should, you should have no fear of him. Why? Because Jesus made a show of him openly. Are you listening? Man, are you, are you grasping it today? Glory to God. Amen. Jesus beat the devil for us. And we just have to continue to enforce his defeat. Revelation 1, 17, 18 says this. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead man. This is John's revelation of Jesus in the book of Revelation. And he laid his right hand, talking about Jesus, upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. So, so, so Jesus has the keys of hell and death. Glory to God. In other words, uh, death is reigning over the unbeliever right now. Death is reigning over those that don't know Jesus. But when we receive Christ, death does not reign over us anymore. You've got to get a revelation of that. Death, in other words, death equates to fear can't rule over me. Sickness can't rule over me. Poverty can't rule over me. Why? Because Jesus has the keys of death. Jesus has the keys of life. Amen. And with long life, Jesus will satisfy us. God will satisfy us and show us his salvation. So the devil... Uh, Here in these scriptures, uh, the devil was dethroned the second time. That's revelation for me last night. I didn't realize that. So he's dethroned the second time. And he needs to be dethroned in your life. In other words, don't let the devil control you. Listen, listen. You can't allow feelings or emotions to direct your life. You see, see, feelings, the enemy knows how to work with you. He, he, He will throw a thought. Try to connect a feeling to it and try to get you to move in that direction. Right. But we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Now, again, I'm not saying throw out the natural, but I'm saying uh, uh, elevate the supernatural. I'm saying this, that if, if the devil can get you in the arena of reason, he will whip you every time. But if you say stay in the arena of faith. You will whip him every time. Do you believe that today? Amen. And so as you as you develop your faith and uh, and understand that the devil has been dethroned twice. Glory to God. Amen. And so I love this. So 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 the devil. Here's another scripture in John 12, 31, 32. Now now is the judgment of this world. Shall the prince of the world be cast out? And if I be lifted up on the earth, I will draw all men Unto me. So, so, the, so now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of the world be cast out, Jesus said. Jesus cast out the prince of the world. In other words, the devil can't rule and reign over a believer. Amen. And so he's here. So, so we must take the number. Here, I'm going to give you a couple keys. And I'm going to shut this down. If you're going to walk in divine health 
and you're going you're gonna to partake of God, God's blessing uh, of healing, uh, we must take authority over the devil that's trying to dominate our environment. We must learn to take authority over the devil. Amen. Say, take authority. Matthew 18, 18 says it this way. For, I, for verily I say to you, whoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whosoever shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So, so, so what, he's, what Jesus is saying here is that we need to bind the operations of the enemy in our life and in our loved one's lives. We need to take our authority. Instead of just praying, God, will you do something about this? A lot of times we pray that way. God, will you do something about this? No, no, no. God already given his word. He has already done something about it. He's already defeated the devil. Now we got to take our part. We got to start standing up. We got to start doing something. We need to start decreeing some things. Amen. And when we do our part, God does his part. But a lot of times we want God to do it all. No, no, no. God has already did it all. We just got to get in agreement with what he has done. And we need to bind the operations of the enemy. Amen. In our life or in our loved one's life. Amen. How do you do that? Let me just bring it practice. Say, you can say this. Satan, I bind you from hindering my loved one from receiving healing. Or you could say, devil, I bind you from hindering me from moving forward in God. Or, or you could, you could, Speak to whatever that might be attacking your body. I, I, I command this thing, whatever it is, to, to, I bind it in my life. I command it to loose its control off my life. Amen. But see, a lot of us aren't doing that. And when we, when we understand who we are, what we have, and what we can do, we're going to rule and reign as kings in this life. And so while you're here, you're learning to rule and reign. You're not just, you're not just a person that, that's, that, that's, uh, that's under um, natural laws that you can't do anything. Natural laws has its place, but there's God's supernatural power. It triumphs over natural laws. Amen. You've got to believe that. Say, I believe that. You know, I've heard of people... Getting the coronavirus, I heard of a 90-year-old. She, she was, she was, uh, she got the coronavirus and, and, um, and she was um, compromised in her health. And guess what? She made it through. And she was a Christian and she prayed and she had people pray for her. 90 years old and came through it. Think about that. You don't hear those kind of testimonies. You only hear about the people dying of it. Oh, this person uh, died. But you don't hear about the people going through and making it. A 90-year-old. So if a 90-year-old can make it, how about us? Is anybody 90 in here? <laughs> so if, even if you do catch it, and I'm not saying, eh, I'm not. But even if you do, you're going to make it through in flying colors. And you will have antibodies in your body. And you'll be immune from that thing from ever touching you again. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Even if you did. Amen. Because, but again, no plague should come near your dwelling. Stand on that. Stand on that because you're not going to get that because you're standing in God's promises. Amen. And so we got to bind enemy. Number two, we got to get in agreement with God's word by confessing the scriptures pertaining to our situation. We got to get in agreement with God's word. Psalms 107.2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. In other words, we need to start letting, you know, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. I think there's a song that says that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In other words, we need to start confessing that we're redeemed. We're redeemed from the power of the devil. We're redeemed from sickness. We're redeemed from poverty. We're redeemed from spiritual death. We're redeemed from fear. Are you listening? We're We're redeemed from tragedy. Amen. Amen. We're ready. Well, what if you get into a car accident? Well, you know, I'm walking away from it. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm going to walk away from it. And I'm going to end up better, you know, after the fact than before it. 
Why? Because God will turn it around. Whatever the enemy means for harm, God will turn for good. As long as we respond the right way. So we need to get in agreement with God. Let the, uh, how we do that? By, 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 letting, by confessing God's promises as a, 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 you know, a, a, and believing it. Amen? I like what it says in Isaiah 53. Whenever I'm under attack, even if a physical attack, I will speak the promises. And I would say, surely Jesus bore my uh, sicknesses and carried my pains. Yet I did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastening of my well-being or the chastisement of my well-being fell upon him. And by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Right in the middle, if I'm feeling not good or if I got a headache, whatever the, the thing, I will start speaking by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Because ten, our tendency is we want to speak what we feel. We want to feel, how are you feeling? I got a headache, my back hurts, you know, this, that. We want, we want to talk that. No, 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 no. You need to start speaking what you, you believe in God's going to want to do in your life. You got to start believing. Yes, your back may be a little sore. You might be fighting a headache. But you know what? By Jesus stripes, I am healed. You got to start calling it forth. Amen. Uh, you got to determine that your healing is not just a promise to pursue, but an established fact in the mind of God. Jesus already paid the price. Peter said uh, 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 in 2 Peter, uh, he, he talks about that uh, Jesus uh, bore our sicknesses on the cross. By his stripes, we were healed looking back at the cross. So Peter looked back at the cross that we were healed. Amen. In other words, healing is already established fact in the mind of God. You've got to believe that. Say, I believe that. Amen. We need to get in agreement with other believers. I'm going through these points pretty good. We need to get in agreement with other believers. A lot of times what we're trying to do, and unfortunately we do this at times, we try to fight our own battles and we don't get any help from anybody. In other words, I can handle this problem. I can handle this. It's just me and God. No, 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 no. God, that's why we have church. We're supposed to be with one another. And when we come together, you know, then that makes power. Amen. And Jesus actually says it this way in Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. So, so in Matthew 18, 19, Jesus talks about the power of agreement. Amen. And, and the power of agreement is so powerful. That's the reason when you come to church or, and we come together in faith, there's a power that's present. Amen. And there's a power as long as you're agreeing. <laughs> now you could be, I don't believe that, you know, you'll be holding back. But as long as you're agreeing. And you stand in agreement. And if you get somebody with you in agreement, amen, that creates dutimous power. The Bible actually says in Deuteronomy 32, 30, it says one can put a thousand to flight and two, ten thousand to flight. What, what does that mean? I, I, I believe that, that there's power in corporate anointing. And when we come together, that's why Jesus always sent his disciples. When they went out to uh, evangelize, he always sent them out two by two. Why is that? Because there's power in agreement. And when you're walking two by two and you're standing in agreement, it, 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 it's like a hedge. around. It, 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 it's difficult for the enemy to come. In. See, if, you, if, you're, if you're battling some kind of fear, or if you're, you need to call somebody that's, that's high in faith. And you need to get them talking to you about God is good. He will protect you. He's all, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? And you need to get your faith built up. I remember that uh, on a Tuesday night, I had one of the guys come here at church and they were just feeling really low. And um, they said, Pastor, I need, a, I, need a, I need to talk to you. I need, and he, this was before the service started and I need some counseling. I'm really just, just dealing with some issues. And so I preached my message and I preached a high faith message. And I said, what do you want to talk about? Oh, nothing. Everything's great. <laughs> Why? Because, because faith took a hold when the word was ministered. And they said, well, 
sometimes I ask, does anybody need any prayer after one of these healings? Oh, no, I got it now. Amen. You got it. Toyota. Say, I got it. Toyota. Amen. That's an old Toyota commercial. But anyway. And uh, number five, always evoke the name of Jesus. You know, you know the, the enemy is trying to shut down the name of Jesus in this day. We need to be always evoking the name of Jesus in, in, in our prayer life, in, in our confession life. Always evoke the name of Jesus. When I confess the scripture, by Jesus stripes, I am healed in Jesus' name. At, put in Jesus' name, at the end of every promise of the word of God. In Jesus' name. I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. Why? Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth. I'm telling you, authority in three realms. And you start using the name of Jesus and you bind the devil in the name of Jesus. You're not going to come near me. You're not going to put anything on me in Jesus name. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in obedience to God, the father and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You got to get a tenacity. You got to get so serious about your faith that the devil, you scare the devil. Right away. He won't even come near you. He won't be able to put anything on you. Because I'm telling you, you'll be a force to reckon with. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We have the power in Jesus' name. And these signs, Mark 16, 17, 18. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on a sick. And they shall recover. And I'm going to say this. You can lay hands on yourself. I was listening to this one minister that ministers on healing all the time because I like to watch people that minister on healing all the time because I want to I want to walk in the giftings of that. And, and, and she said, you can actually the Lord gave her a revelation. You can lay hands on yourself and pray over yourself in Jesus name. Hallelujah. You don't even have to wait for the preacher. Your hands are anointed. Your hands are anointed to heal. I'm the 007, 007. Uh, anybody ever watch those movies, 007? No, none of you. Well, he had, there was a caption, license to kill, right? That was he, 007, license to kill. See, we're triple we're seven, license to heal. I'm going to say it again. We're 777, license to heal, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We have a license to heal. And you can walk in that healing. You can pray for your children. You can pray for your neighbors. You can pray for your dog. You can pray, glory to God, in the name of Jesus. And every knee shall bow, tongue confess, Jesus is Lord. And number six, I'm telling you, i got to close this down. You've got to evoke praise power. You guys start learning to praise God. Stop worrying and talking about what if this and what if that and, 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 and all that. No, no, you're resting in the Lord and start praising God. Evoke praise power in your prayer time. In other words, praise power is like, thank you, Lord, that, that by your stripes I'm healed. And in Jesus' name, I'm set free. And you start adding, thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's how Brother Hagin got healed. He was, he was in bed fast. He was there. He was sick. And all, he never heard anybody do this. And, 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 and all of a sudden, the Lord said, you know, uh, uh, you are healed. And, and, and the, the Holy Spirit prompted him to get up. You know, if you really th- believe you're healed, you'll get up. And he moved and got out of that bed. He was in the bed for 16 months. And the power of God hit him and healed him. But one of the things he did while he was standing up, uh, he felt led by God. Never heard this before. He started saying, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he said those three phrases. Praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he would say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. And I'm telling you, glory to God. I start sensing the presence of God. He sensed the presence of God. And he came off of a bed of afflictions. The doctor said, the doctor said he would never live to be past 17. And he, I'm telling you, all the doctor's reports, he was, had a rare heart disease, uh, a blood disease, a heart condition. I'm telling you all these issues because he was born as a preemie baby. He was not supposed to live to age 17 and he lived to 80. I think he was 86 years old when he went back, when he went home to the Lord and he was healthy all his life. Why? Because, listen, it's not God's will for you to be sick. It's not God's will for you to be broke. It's not God's will for you to have bad relationships. No, God wants you to be fruitful in every area of your life. We need to learn to take dominion in our realm. And as we take that dominion, no devil in hell will be able to steal anything from us in Jesus name. Did you receive it? Say amen. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father. I just thank you that you're raising this church up. You've called us to be kings, to reign in this life. But the only way we can be kings, Lord, Jesus, is to bow our knee to you, to to make you the Lord of our lives. And, And we've bowed our knee somewhat in some areas, but you want us to bow our knee fully to you, to, to submit ourselves to you and your word. And, and maybe you're here on, in the audience, maybe you're watching online and you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord. And, and, and God is drawing you right now. And he, he's, he, he wants to have a relationship with you. The Bible says that Jesus is knocking on the door of many people's hearts, trying to come in to have a relationship with you. And if that's you today and you know you're, you need to let some things go, maybe maybe you've been allowing the enemy just to work on you or to move you away from faith. And, and, and you just need to submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. And, and so if that's you and, and you're ready to make a move for God, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You may not have another opportunity. So Today, you want to take that opportunity. Say this and mean in your heart. If you're ready to move forward in God, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.